selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend. Best friend. <laughs> hey, best friend. It's gonna be a podcast. Ooh. Wow, in sync reference. Yeah, I <laughs> went there. Too soon? Way too soon for someone who's still reeling from that breakup. Anyway, what's up, Steven? I'm really good. I've been listening to Britney Spears' audiobook over the past 48 hours. I've been reading... The dead tree version, as we say, in the mm. publishing industry, um, really just sinking into one of the most important blockbuster tomes of our generation. Literally of our generation. Yeah. I've been also dead treeing, doing the audible. I didn't have my headphones charged. We're so in this charging. Right. You know, I was blasting out of my phone, just walking. An old woman stopped me and said, what are you doing? And I said, I live here. And I walked off. Not I live here. I generally live here. Generally in the neighborhood. Yeah. I was so thrilled to wake up on Tuesday morning and see that the book had been sent to me by like HarperCollins imprint gallery books. Well, (laughs) I'm happy for you that your postman comes early because I did have the Britney book also sent to me, not to brag, but not till later. So I did go to the Park Slope Barns. <laughs> but it was $5 off. And also I thought it was going to be like this crazy thing where I'm like fighting was, off. Yeah, it was, like, was going to be so an event. Chicas. An event book. Yeah, an event, event programming. Book. 
And then there was a bigger line outside of this new chicken chain that opened. <laughs> and I walked in. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm just grabbing it. Okay. At the end of the day, even Britney Spears can't say publishing is sort of what I'm gathering. From, I don't think there are from the chicken line. like bookstore madness grabs anymore. Yeah. Because I think so many people, especially when it was revealed that Michelle Williams was doing the audio. You know, it's funny. It's sort of in some ways Michelle actually killed the dead tree killed the dead tree sales in her hunger to get the grammy for best spoken word i wonder audio. if barnes was furious i wonder if there was a backstage machinations where barnes was Unless trying to like barnes is already doing five dollars off on this no like out the gate five dollars <laughs> off yeah. i'm like okay dope suffice to say they printed enough copies <laughs> and the copies they printed wow i mean the margins are I wide know. wide wide open spaces looking at a nice double space here it's under 300 pages. It clocks in at 274. And I really was expecting this book to be longer, but also... I was thrilled that it wasn't. And she packs it all in. Yeah. So kind of like a note to other celebrities. Don't Brady waste my Spears, time. <laughs> who has the biggest story to tell of our generation. Was able to do it in under 300? <laughs> you can too. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And yes. So the cover, if you haven't seen it, if you're under a rock, <laughs> it looks like it's a kind of leftover from a photo shoot from the early 2000s. Well, but that's what her vibe is. A leftover a photoshoot of the 2000s. <laughs> it's like a pre-conservatorship, like, oops, I did again era. She's in shiny silver. I'm guessing they're silver, but they could be like aquamarine. Shiny kind pants. Of pants. She's got the blonde extensions that you remember from like the Pepsi commercial era. She's holding her breasts nude in kind of a classic Janet pose. And she has a thumb ring. On. <laughs> oh, wait, I just noticed the thumb ring. <laughs> <laughs> and she has like a French manicure. That's really putting it in like O2. And O3. covering your boobs is also so 90s to be so like, ooh, I'm hugging myself. It's almost getting into like I'm pretending to make out with myself pose. <laughs> yeah, which is the funniest joke ever invented. I feel like, do you think Britney does that like to her kids when she's allowed to see them? <laughs> like she pretends to make out with herself and they're like, yeah. guess what, y'all? Like, I have a new boyfriend. <laughs> and they're like, mom, no, Ew, you don't. Ew. stop it. And she's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> but now, of course, she can't cuddle with her kids whenever she wants because... Custody has been returned. Except for they live in Hawaii now with K-Fed, and she's, like, happy for them. And last I heard, her kids, like, aren't talking to her. They're, like, always on TikTok just being like, yo, mom, you're a bitch. Really? Yeah. I guess I haven't really seen them on her socials in a long time. Because she would, like was always, like, posting really cute drawings of Dragon Ball Z that they would do. Yeah. And she was always being, like, such an amazing artist. Yeah, and, like, while she was doing her painting sessions. And that was kind of as the conservatorship was, like, wrapping up, and now it's a little bit, like, they're just with Dad in Hawaii. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, once she was out of the conservatorship and, like, it was just kind of classic teen stuff where it was, like, this video was taken where she was, like, telling them to, like, be quiet in a car and just being so, like, normal southern parent just like y'all need to shut up like i'm driving yeah. <laughs> and then k-fed posted that being like this is child abuse and it's like shut up i mean we'll get to him yeah. he is popos out he needs to popos out which is portuguese for big <laughs> ass <laughs> which britney drags him for having like as a lyric in one of his songs or, like, the name it's of the one name of, his... of the song it is only hit yeah hit in really quotes there was it like jimmy fallon or whatever who made the joke like the world's first no hit wonder yeah i was in the book so somewhere sad. 
But yeah, Federlin is a total dickhead, but he doesn't even come close to being the villain of this book, which no. is... Justin Timberlake and her dad. Oh, I mean, the dad is the villain of the book. I guess I'm instantly going because I feel like Justin Timberlake, what's also coming out of this book is like how like there's been a buildup to like cancel Justin, kind of. I mean, to me, it's more that I was shocked by how sad she was about their breakup. Same. That is maybe the biggest takeaway of this book is there's so much of this book is focused on how devastated she was of their breakup. Because I remember at the time I was like, oh yeah, didn't they date when they were like teens? But like whatever. Like I didn't even think it was a big deal to either of them. Well, I thought it was a big deal to Justin because then like when his solo album came out and it was Cry Me a River and the video was like a blonde woman in a fedora. The whole story was that like she cheated on him and he was so hurt. He came out with this prolific, amazing, like inspired by soul music yeah. album. And everyone was like, I love Justin. Okay, I do remember. Obviously, I remember buying the album. Of course, and- <laughs> at first Megastore. <laughs> I actually bought it at HMV. <laughs> Old fucking school. Yeah, so Y'all, the in up. the comments, if you bought Justified at <laughs> HMV. HMV, sound the fuck off. 90s kids will know. No, and my mom famously bought me Get Rich or Die Tryin' and <laughs> Coldplay Rush with the Head at HMV. And you were like, fauches, And I was like, fauches, 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 my madre. <laughs> Okay, so you're saying that you bought into that hook, line, and sinker, the whole yes. story that she cheated on him. I guess I maybe had a more sophisticated view of artistry at that point, and oh, I was kind of like... Because you were at HMV, and all of a sudden you're at this Rolling Stone music <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hi, I work for Rolling Stone. Like, I guess I understand that that's just like a music video. I didn't really think that like, oh yeah, Justin was so torn up about Britney cheating on him. I was just like, I don't know, they dated, and he's like kind of referencing that in the video, but... I feel like they're both onto their own thing. I mean, I wasn't there out like crying for Justin, but I was like, yeah, Britney probably cheated on him. But also, since I, see, I, I was didn't... so sophisticated <laughs> as well as a teenager before my conservatorship started that I'm currently in, um, <laughs> it's like, I guess in my mind, I was like, damn, all celebrities cheat. Like, what are these relationships, man? Oh, you were yeah. like, dude, one day when I grow up and I have a, <laughs> I don't know, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll cheat, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's possible. Like, you can be famous and groupies are throwing themselves at you. That's so crazy. So it wasn't your own parents' divorce that maybe taught you that all relationships don't have a happy ending. It was well, it's funny. Brittany and Justin Justin's probably video. broke up around the time of my parents' divorce. So I maybe I had heavier things to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Something was in the air back yeah, then. No, okay, Mercury is a retrograde, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> okay, wait, let's back it up for a second no, if we can. Let's dive into this Let's book. dive into yes. this really awesome new release. So, so Britney Spears is a pop star. <laughs> super famous. I don't know if you know her. We're all oh, big fans. Gays <laughs> love for her. Famous for such songs as Hit Me, Give Me More, um, <laughs> and Baby One More Time. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. one of my top, top yeah. tracks. So the book starts out, and if you read the, listen to the audiobook read by Mitchell Williams, who... Not of Destiny's Child. Not of Destiny's Child, but the white one who was married to Heath Ledger before he overdosed and she kind of is the dated sort of, CBC alum Jonathan Safran Foer she's kind of this like tragic Brooklyn figure famous almost Ditmas resident and Michelle Williams 
who reads this like inexplicably as if she's in a Tennessee Williams play. It's she's fully, sharp objects. It's, she's <laughs> so Southern. It's crazy. And at times it gets like more Southern. Like it's definitely more Southern at the beginning when it is the childhood and it's about like her grandmother and like abusive grandfather and she'll be like, June Spears beat my grandma. He was a happy man until he wasn't. Well, of course he took to moonshine. (laughs) He was a police officer at the Baton Rouge Police Department. And I was like, Michelle Williams, you need to calm down. I totally forgot that her grandmother on her mother's side was British, darling. darling. (laughs) And she had a fabulous air about her. Well, she was just beautiful. Well, I always wanted to be like Lynn, but I never could master her elocution. <laughs> and she's obsessed. This whole book is about how, which makes sense because she was in a conservatorship and on lithium, but she's really obsessed with naps. Brittany, don't you think? I feel like she's always being like, my favorite time was napping with my grandmother. And my favorite times of my sons are napping with my sons. Wow. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. I'm just making that connection yeah, between naps. the grandmother naps in the beginning. Because the <laughs> second half of the book is extremely nap driven. And nap-driven. she's just always being like, I love being with my, I'm not quite sure what accent I'm doing right now. <laughs> right. I don't know if I'm trying to do actually do Brittany or Michelle Williams Brittany, but it's like, I just wanted to nap with Jaden and Brayden <laughs> and Sean Patrick James. <laughs> right, and those were the best times, and like they wouldn't let me nap. And I said, "Can we just nap one hour?" And I and I do think maybe that was her just fully being on her court-ordered lithium. You but know, I'm like very anti-napping. Oh yeah, I'm pretty. Unless you really need it. I'm okay. <laughs> Here's how I feel about naps. Go off, queen. <laughs> to me, a nap can be so luxurious if you're so day bed. And like, there is something so fabulous about oh, so saying you have a day bed and being like, oh, just like settle into the day bedroom and it's so 4 p.m. And, and like, it's Shea Lounge and the sun is coming in and hitting you and you have a small glass of sherry. Yeah, and it is Marie Antoinette. <laughs> but for those very same reasons, it is like, a little depressive. Right. But it's fabulous and depressive at the same time. And let's just say Britney Spears is not taking these naps. No. That's she's taking not- lithium naps with her kids or she's taking these like I'm hiding from my abusive dad slash grandfather naps. Oh, but all I wanted to say about the audiobook is I love at the very, very beginning before Michelle Williams starts, there's an audio note from Britney and she's like, hey, y'all, um, like for several reasons, I will only be reading a small portion of my audiobook, But like, please do enjoy. Well, and she says the reason why she's like, y'all, this is too traumatic for me to read aloud. So I'm going to have one of my favorite actresses, Michelle Williams, read it. And it made me think of the famous TV episode of And Just Like That when Carrie is doing the audiobook for her book about Big. And she can't get through it? Yeah. No. I think it would have been too much for her. And Michelle obviously was loving the assignment. Oh, she ate this up. Yeah. And my theory is that she's going for the Oscar. It's like she's going to do the book. Then there's going to be the movie. Where Michelle plays her. Executive producers. And stars. And stars. Or do you think they look for an unknown? That would be smart. Yeah. Well, they also could do like such a biopic where Michelle would play Britney present day. Yeah. And she's like, it's her having like meetings with the ghost writer. Yes. And it's all told through flashbacks. And they're in her like big compound in L.A. I do think it also might be more, though, like Oppenheimer vibes where it's like the present day is actually like the court 
and they're being like, now tell us why you think you should be out of your conservatorship. And it's like her like going back and being telling like, the story my daddy life. was abusive. Yeah. And then it's like this kind of really like 90s grainy VHS shots yeah. of Jamie Spears being like, get me another Jack and Coke. Yeah. So her childhood. Her childhood. So yeah, her dad is like so evil and like an alcoholic and beats the mom. And at one point, is it her dad or her grandfather that starts the gym? I think the dad starts the gym. So the dad opens a gym in Kentwood. And then she was like, for a while, everything was going well because daddy opened his gym and all the men in town were like getting swole. But they were also all doing speed. And they She were, was like, that was the drug of the times. Which is very, I guess, 70s? Yeah, I thought speed was more like 60, yeah, 60s, 70s. Sure. So she has this like very traumatic childhood and it's very like trauma informed. It's like legacy of trauma. So the grandfather is very abusive, and like he like he beats the father. He, he, he beats, beats the Jamie. father. He beats the grandmother. And then he sexually abuses yeah. one of the daughters. And, and then, like, the infant son dies. And then eight years later, yes, her grandmother shoots herself on the like, grave of the infant son. And of course, the whole book is also framed by the grandmother being put on lithium for being depressed after the infant son dies. And then at the end, they put Britney on lithium in the end of the conservatorship, and they really put her in like a crazy, full, girl-interrupted mental hospital. Yeah, It's so twisted. It's so twisted. And generational trauma. And generational trauma, and it's just like so Salem witches, and they're just being like, a woman? Well, she's crazy. We have to control her. And so Brittany, I feel like it's beautiful that she has kind of any empathy at all for her dad. Yeah, towards the end of the book, she says that thing where she's like, and I'm trying to like be less angry and like have empathy. Because she's also, I love how much she calls her sister a bitch. Oh, I know. She drags Jamie. I have this all like so many notes where it's like drags Jamie here, drags Jamie here. Like the first time where she goes, I came home and Jamie was being a bitch. A total (laughs) bitch. Yeah. The part that I thought was so sad when she was like, I hated my daddy for drinking, but I hated my mom for, for yelling so. at him more because he yeah. would be like passed out from drinking. And, the and then she was like, and all I wanted to do was sleep. And my mommy would be yelling at him. And even though like he was the one who like drove drunk, like she was the reason I couldn't even fall asleep. Well, it's also classic that it's like she's blaming her mom, too, for like why you're supposed to be my protector. Mm. And you're keeping us here in this, like, house of horrors. Yeah. Lynn Spears also, though, sounding so fabulous, if I may read this part. Our house was, for lack of a better word, the cool house. We had a high bar with 12 chairs around it. My mom was a typical young Southern mom, often gossiping, always smoking cigarettes with her friends at the bar. She smoked Virginia Slims, the same cigarettes I smoke now, or talking with them on the phone. I was dead to all of them. The older kids would sit on the bar chairs in front of the TV and play video games. I was the youngest one. I didn't know how to play video games, so I always had to fight to get the older kids' attention, which is so, like, early star. It's like it's always like, well, I was younger, so I had to fight for attention. And then she's always hiding in cabinets. I mean, it's also— Wait, <laughs> I love that line where she was like, I had interest in two things. One was candy. The other— Hiding in cabinets. (laughs) (laughs) And that was how she got attention. I love that. Well, I didn't know how to play video games because it's kind of you coded. It is me coded. (laughs) I guess it's also very like girl. Girl. Like like, like she wants to dance. Yeah. But except for me, I did pretend and I really tried. 
to so dance or play video games? Play video games. When did you try to play video games? I had a Sega. I was always like practicing Sonic and I could <laughs> just practicing. never. I mean, I was playing it and like just could never break level two. Yeah. And at one point I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. Okay. I've been trying alone with friends. No, it's not for everyone. It's I mean, not- listen, I took two semesters of Arabic in college and then I was like, I can't do this. You're not working for the CIA right no, now. No, we're okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Lynn Spears was being so. 90s and like all around this like big laminate like high bar in their house and they're all puffing away indoors. Oh and when she says my mom smoked Virginia Slims. Yes. Didn't she say it's the same that she I smoke now? She says it's the same that I smoke now. And I'm like. Which is so ham. Really like, fab of her. Really fab. Her and her like Persian gay husband are well now not. Now him. not. But I think now she's with her gaze and is smoking Virginia Slims. It's Virginia Slim o'clock. Though also at the end of the book, a lot of things come full circle because... The napping comes back, the Virginia Slims come back. Well, because then someone gives her... She's like in Italy or something and a gay guy is like smoking a really long cigarette. And she's like, what's that? And she's like, can I have one? And she's still in the conservatorship and it's a Capri. <laughs> and she was like, that was my first Capri cigarette. <laughs> And like in high school, I would definitely like ironically buy Virginia Slims and smoke them secretly. Yeah, you thought they were so I mean, rid- secretly for my parents. Ridiculous. But, yeah. And you were like, I'm totally like a Southern woman. But I feel like we were walking down the street, like in downtown Boston, like smoking Virginia Slims, <laughs> being like, we're so 90s. And yeah, and we were stolen Valor, and that was actually real for her. Stolen Southern housewife okay, Valor. Speaking also of Southern Housewife, this part, it's kind of around Mickey Mouse Club time. We all know Britney's like rise to fame. We don't need to like get into it. You're aware she was on Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> and I love how she's just like, there was a beautiful older girl named Carrie, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell, <laughs> I died of that. And then she was friends with Christina. And then she was like, and it's weird that she said so much shit about me later. You know, the Christina, Britney, their rivalry was so fueled by the media. Totally pitting women against each other. But, but she is kind of mean, like, but Christina did talk shit but about But then me. I, like, you think about it, you're kind of just like, they made, you know, Christina the slut and Britney the virgin. And right. Britney, very much in this book, is like, you guys, like, I was fucking since I was 14. Like, and it's, it's kind of like Christina, why, actually? Mm. Why fuel the fire? Christina. But I mean, the mood was so crazy back then. The mood was think, absolutely insane. And I think Christina thought she had to, probably. I also think Christina obviously has a better voice than Britney. And Christina oh, 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 has oh, ah. has this huge powerhouse of a voice. And I think maybe on some level she resented that Britney was always getting the better songs and the bigger hits. You know, and Britney was the dancer. Yeah. She had the little sexy voice. So there's a time when, like, things are going well and... And, like, where she is, like, starting to drink and the mom is also being, like, so, like, trashy and taking her 13-year-old, like, to the bar, (laughs) which is fab. And she goes, as we drive, I'd sip on a little bitty white Russian. (laughs) To me, the drink tasted like ice cream. When it had the perfect amount of shaved ice and cream and sugar and not too much alcohol, that was my piece of heaven. My sister and I had matching bathing suits and matching perms. Now, today, it's basically illegal to give a little kid a perm. But in the 90s, it was just cute as hell. It's like, 
I didn't I didn't read that law. Is it illegal to give kids bribes? That just is so weird to me and not I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like it's more legal than ever to give a kid a perm. Like kids are getting BBLs at age five. I'm just like, what? Like, did she try to give her kids a perm and they were like, <laughs> trying to give Jaden a, a perm? perm? And they were like, stop. Also, the drinking happens like when they're driving back and forth to Mickey Mouse Club to like all the auditions. And so it gets like so like beach bar coated. And she goes, um, we would drink daiquiris. We called our cocktails toddies. Yeah. <laughs> but this is very interesting. The way we drank was nothing like how my father did it. Mm. When he drank, he grew more depressed. We became happier, which is, you know, the devils of drinking that yeah. it can do to people. Drinking, it can be so fun when you're 12. When you're 12 third, and third. you're going to Mickey Mouse Club rehearsals with your mom, like a white Russian, uh, can really do the trick. I when remember you're like an angry gym owner. Getting a pina at a resort in Puerto Rico when I was 12. And I kept on like ordering like virgins, virgins. And I remember getting one being like, I think this one isn't virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably started acting like, fuck. Like, wait, I've wasted. <laughs> I remember being on vacation when we like were on a catamaran for a week <laughs> where we had like a chef. <laughs> yeah. And I remember asking, and the chef was like the wife of the captain. So it was so below deck. It was very below deck. And I was like, I asked for a virgin pina colada, like, for lunch one day, my mom was like, oh, Stephen, that's too much work for her. Oh. I know. Not like your mom wasn't asking for, like, fresh-squeezed gimlets, like, on the red. And I feel like she kind of thought that, like, well, if there's alcohol in it, it's worth the labor. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but she's, like, we're she's... not going to make a kid this virgin pina. Like, she was being ageist. <laughs> well, she was being ageist. She's like, I'm kind of, to this day, I'm still, like... That would have been a nice pina, you know? <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. It was that summer. That summer, I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse. And the things that happened on that bed, you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my God, it almost feels like you're nude, better than nude. It feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean. So stay cool and comfy during long flights with Cozy Earth's temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Celebrity Book Club Parenting is crazy, and you realize through this book... It's a really tough slog. Yeah. But I do think her parents are truly evil incarnate. They're so evil. <laughs> they are, it's insane. I, they're more evil than Kathy Hilton. Like, after reading Paris Hilton's book, oh and I'm like... Oh, my God. That's a similar story yeah. where they were just like, our daughter's crazy. We have to, like, imprison her. But they weren't also literally being like, mm, we're going to make you go on world tours and steal all your money for a decade. The circus tour, when she was in a conservative made $130 million. Yeah. And her dad from that tour... She said that he pocketed $6 million and was also paying himself like... $16,000 a month. Yeah. Which, that number wasn't crazy to me. No, and I like got out my little phone calculator and I was like, 16,000 times 12. <laughs> and it is around like 192,000 a year and then taxes. Yeah. But... I mean, for the Bay Area, you could <laughs> barely get a one bedroom. For, for a San Francisco <laughs> condo. But they're all also like living with her too during it. But then, but also, then like, also have their other houses. But then they have so many other houses that she's purchased and then they're always going on vacation to the houses and being like, sorry, Britt, like you have to work and take lithium and not you're not allowed to drive. Like we're going to go on vacation and like have With so much Jamie alcohol. Lynn and like... Your slutty younger sister is going to be like <laughs> having daiquiris and pina coladas every single <laughs> night and you're not even allowed to have a virgin. You can have Sprite and never leave your compound. Probably not even Sprite. I feel like they... Well, this sickened me. So they had the private chef and it was like the dad kept on like telling her how fat she was and like everyone around her is like eating like big double cheeseburgers with bacon and they give her chicken and canned vegetables for basically the entire conservatorship Literal private pr- chef prison gruel and while they're giving her the medication it's fully like the queen's gambit like girl interrupted they're giving her an envelope of pills and like the security is watching her consume the pills every day and being like did you swallow they're taking her blood pressure Three times a day, she was like, like I was some 95-year-old. It's like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Why? All just to break her down and like just keep her terrified her. and keep her this like completely broken inmate. And of course. Because they keep pumping her for money. She was like, my dad kept on calling me fat. And she was like, my body was at its like worst when I was under this, even if I was like just um, eating chicken. One more thing I wanted to mention about her mom in the childhood is when she says that her mom was hanging around with the gay guys in the town. Yes. 
So the mom's an OG fan cag. Well, it's funny you say that because... Which comes back to the whole full circle thing and just like we become ourselves and our parents. At the end of the book, I took away basically the thesis of this book at the end of what saved her was the LGBTQI plus community. Uh, Absolutely. We're outspoken. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Basically at the end of the book, she's like, so a lot of fans asked me about the LGBTQs or just like gay people. And she's like, so basically like gay people saved me because I will say she owes her life to that. The like, free Britney movement, yeah. all the insane muas who are, <laughs> who have were, been like marching in the streets for her. For- and we're making like so many conspiracy theory videos that turned out to be true. And they were like, something's wrong with Britney. Like she's literally being forced to take drugs. Like she's crazy. She's vacant. She goes, and I think a lot about the gay guys around me who took on a supportive role. I could even feel it on stage when they were beside me. If I thought I didn't do my best performance, I could count on my friends to realize I didn't feel great about it and still say, you did so good. Some of my favorite nights were when I would go out with my dancers. One time in Europe, we went to a gay club where I felt like everyone around me on the dance floor was so tall. The club. <laughs> that part was like, what? And you're like, okay, yeah, tall. Tall gay, European gay. gays. It was like a tall, like, Swiss Gays be tall. Gay. I mean, she's so 5'3". Right. And then she just kind of continues on. I remember one time in Italy, too. I went to a showcase where some drag artists were doing my songs. It was so amazing. The artists were beautiful. (laughs) They were living in the moment. And I could tell they loved to perform. They had such heart and drive. I respect that a lot. (laughs) She's just being like, wait, this other time I saw this like drag show? And it was like cool. Like there are parts when it, like when you're not listening to the Michelle Williams reading it and you're just reading the actual Britney text and you're like, oh yeah, this is the same girl who wrote, does anyone think global warming is a good thing? I think Lady Gaga is a really interesting artist. It comes back. You're like, oh, there she is. There's Britney. There's the woman in me. There's the woman in me. There's the emoji writer in me. (laughs) Because you can be so taken by the Michelle Williams of it all with the Justin Timberlake and then she's just like one day I welcome him to Tahiti <laughs> I love Tahiti <laughs> <laughs> the people there are so spirited and I really respect that <laughs> <laughs> but also about gay guys her manager long-term manager Cade is like her main gay he was a manager through the conservatorship period yeah but I guess he doesn't get blamed for it because I feel like it was just like she doesn't blame him because there was just such like an industrial like steel complex but it is a little just anyone involved you're suspicious but then at the end of the book in the audio I had to rewind this so many times it's like audio Harper Collins Michelle Williams and then it goes Britney's audio was recorded by Cade Hudson. And I thought it kept on saying Kate Hudson. Oh, and I kept wait. on and I was like, did Kate Hudson record? Wait, I Britney? literally thought that. I like just posted that, like being so like, what Kate Hudson recorded the and I was picturing Britney going over to Kate Hudson's house. Where she records her sibling podcast. <laughs> and it's like her and Fabletics being just like, hey Brett, come on in. Uh, and she's like, girl, let's just take this again from the top. You got this. Go. <laughs> and, it's, and it's her recording her seven second intro. Like 30 times. Well, Kate Hudson's like, uh, let's do virgin ginger margaritas. <laughs> Actually, let's make that not virgin because Brittany, you can drink now. Oh, hell yes. yes. 
Anyway, so Cade, I guess, has really been there for her post-divorce with Sam, a.k.a. Hassam. Yeah, Ashgari. Ashgari, yeah. and they're, like, always in, like, Maui and, like, Cancun, her other favorite. I love that. She just never stops being so Britney, and she's just, like, my favorite vacation location. Maui and Cancun. Cancun. It's just, like, she's... It's, like, you could go somewhere more private. She's just, like, nah. <laughs> no, y'all. <laughs> like, y'all, like, I want to be at an all-inclusive resort. <laughs> she's a Kentwood girl. <laughs> She wants her daiquiris. Unlimited daiquiris. She wants unlimited daiquiris. She wants to like be scanning her wristband for more daiquiris. (laughs) Beep. (laughs) (laughs) And just like that. You can also tell in the way that she's been in conservatorship and actually really wasn't allowed to drink because the only drink she keeps referencing is a Jack and Coke, which is so (laughs) like... 2001 University of Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Which her dad is always drinking. And she's always like, yeah. it's so fucked up that you said that I can't drink even though I'm on a world tour and I'm like such a baller ass bitch and you're just like getting wasted. He's sick. He's really, 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 really twisted. It's also so sick that it's like Lynn Spears and Jamie get back together when like they're all riding high in her conservatorship and making so much money. Yeah. And she says, this is my one of my favorite lines of the book. She says, they would sit on the couch every single night and watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, who does that? <laughs> well, because she's so movie. Because one yes. thing she keeps talking about popcorn in this book and is movies. popcorn and, and movie and cuddling with her boys. And she's like, I just want to settle into a flick yes. on my TV at my Las Vegas apartment after right. my residency. Um. So, Stephen, I wanted to talk to you about her relationship with, with Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. It's one of the most talked about relationships in pop history. And it's so important that we dive into this with all the new information that's surfacing. <laughs> Welcome to Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the viral Fauchez clip has rocked the internet. Yeah, and if you guys don't remember, we'll just get into it. So, she's talking about how um, Justin was... Very much, you know, influenced by the urban hip hop community and his career and when he was going solo. And we remember some of this from the Lance Bass episode, of yeah. course. But he was basically like being a white guy who was really into black culture. Okay, so like in Which the, was like, common at the time. Right. And course. she says in like the viral clip where Michelle Williams like does like a voice and is being like Fauches, Fauches. So it's um they walk by genuine on the streets of New York City. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, Fauches, Fauches, genuine. What's up, homie? (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to do my impression. Of Michelle Williams doing an impression of Justin Timberlake? Yeah. (laughs) Is Michelle Williams doing an impression of Britney Spears doing an impression of Justin Timberlake? Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, Fauches, Fauches, genuine. What's up, homie? Okay, you're really bringing the lithium into the, <laughs> well, I into the story. Did it like kind of so slow? Oh yeah, Fauches, Fauches. Yeah, there is something sing-songy about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then we also have to talk about because this is just so funny, and no one has ever said this in the history of like humanity. "Quote unquote," his band NSYNC was what people back then called so pimp. <laughs> 
you know, as elder millennials, I do not remember. I never remember saying to my friends, you, for example, <laughs> yo, Lil, y'all heard this new Justified disc? It's it is so pimp. <laughs> or like turning off the Backstreet Boys and being like, huh, y'all, have you heard the new NSYNC album? It's so pimp. Right, and she's not saying Justin was so pimp. She's saying NSYNC was so pimp, right. which is truly not a fact. And I feel like Lance was also trying to say like they were like so different than Backstreet Boys because they were actually inspired by like boys to men. Yeah, when I actually like, think so Backstreet, Backstreet Boys is just like being a male R and B group that's just more pop. Yeah. So who do you think is more pimp? Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, Boys are Sound off in the comments. <laughs> So they, I guess their outfits and sync had kookier outfits that I wouldn't even call it so pimp, but it's maybe what they thought was so pimp. Yet their silhouettes were larger, whereas Backstreet Boys like, was a little slimmer. Which like it was actually being more like sexy R and B singer. I feel like the Backstreet Boys because they were more like more big, like beater. baggy, slack beater, or as they call them now, wife. Praisers. I think it's partner respecter is the phrase. No, wife praisers. I've seen that a lot on TikTok. Wife praiser. Yeah. Interesting. Still so, so gendered. Right. Why not partner right. praiser? I guess I may be on a more gendered algorithm. Oh, you're on the super gendered algorithm. The, uh, on Queer Exchange, people are like... I'm on MB TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> hey, giving away some partner praisers. <laughs> So basically, Justin, in this book, the big tea that came out is that they got pregnant. She had an abortion. And there's this very harrowing scene where they were like, you can't even go to like a hospital to get this done. You have to take these like pills and do it in secret. So like no one will know. And She's, it's been so nun 1930s. This whole book is so Irish Catholic. Yeah. Like, let me put you in a creepy hospital. Yeah. And... So they give her, like, extreme heavy, like, abortion pills, which, like, are, like, obviously are going to, like, cause you pain. And also, like, you should be, like, you know, around doctors if there's too much bleeding. Yeah. I'm like, was Felicia Miss Fee? Miss Fay, yeah. Her, like, main her assistant. Her main assistant, Biatch, who, if you ever watched Britney and Kevin Chaotic, you'll remember, is a central figure. We were so close at that time. She's in Britney's first music video as the teacher. Oh, yeah, she's in Baby Warren Time as right. the teacher. And she's like, Miss Fee played the teacher. I Which thought that was so, so hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, Justin is like, I don't want to be a dad. And Brittany is, like, being so Southern and is like, I never thought I would have I never thought I'd have an abortion. And, yeah, she did want to have a woman's right to choose. I mean, I think she should not have had a child at I mean, that point. I agree. Although, wouldn't Justin have been a better dad than Kevin? Well, she still would have had the kids with Kevin. It's not like she would have been like, ooh, good, I'm good now. Well, I'm just saying, if you had to choose who would you want to be the father of your kids, I feel like you would choose Justin Timberlake, not Kevin Federline. Although, maybe Justin's Honestly, so career-focused and Kevin is just like, gonna say, like I think has Kevin, had nothing to do but be Kevin a dad for the past 20 years. Federline, though, as like, toxic he was when like, he, was he got the fame and, bug. Yeah. But I think probably like at home, he probably like is such a like dope dad to his sons and I'm sure they're all like riding I mean, scooters and he, he's like he reminds me of that Kat Cohen joke where she's just like I wish I was a dad because dads are so pizza <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. like he is pizza like pizza like they're fun <laughs> yeah but it's just like so sad and then Justin comes in and he's like trying to like 
make her feel better. And he's like playing guitar while she's like crying in pain on the bathroom floor. And they're like 19. And it's just, yeah, a woman's right to choose is something I super support. Super, we're very pro-abortion. We're very this. pro-abortion on the show. Yeah. Like, but I don't think she should have taken the abortification pill or whatever at home where she's like crying and no one's letting her like see anyone or just I mean who it's just is it the grandfather the the southern thing like is it just the abuse that went the family is it just America's misogyny is it southern I think it's like all wrapped into one but I think it's the fame disease I feel like the parents and even Justin no one could take how powerful she was mm, as a pop star. Yes. I think it's a jealousy. Yes. And everyone was like, well, no, no, no. You can't just have this on your own. You yes. need to be like controlled. Yes. Her sexuality, whether she could have a kid, the, even the music. And in part two of this episode, we'll get to how they controlled her Vegas residency. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when she wanted to remixes and they didn't let her. I think you're 100% correct because her fame is at a different level than almost anyone else in history. She is at the Madonna Michael Jackson right, she level. She was of our fame. generation's Madonna. And her rise to fame was so crazy and so fast. What's funny in this book is that. The rise to fame, it's Not like really covered. skipped over so quickly. And she literally is just in like, and then the baby one more time video came out. <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, like that was really quick. And she was like, and now everybody knew who I was. And you're like, this was one of the biggest like overnight stardoms in like history, but it's not really, you shouldn't dig into it at all. No, it's like, if we can remember that video came out and it changed the world. Yeah. And I think, you know, it in was- In one second. It was so exciting. And one thing about Britney is like, her choreo and her bounce and her pizzazz. Like, She's such I, an amazing dancer. I remember my gay best friend and me memorizing the choreo to the Pepsi commercial and like being in uh, my nanny's bedroom, just like doing it over and over again, like making sure we could like get it lockstep. My heart won't skip. Da, a, da, beat. a beat. There's a beat in between. Skip Pepsi used to have a hold on... I mean, country not that, that I ever drank Pepsi. You know I'm a Coke girl. Coke girl. <laughs> for life. Okay, and I remember like one of the first times I hung out with you and said other gay guy, and I came over to his house and you guys were rehearsing the choreo to the Britney <laughs> Pepsi song, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, they're really gay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you weren't just like, wow, they're so talented. Well, I mean, I can't You're like, dance. Honestly, no. <laughs> no, talent wasn't the word. It was more, I was just like, it's cool that they're doing choreo. Yeah. But I think there was just something about Britney that we first saw in that Baby One More Time video that we've seen like so many times since then, where it's just like the way she moves. Well, and Justin breaking up with her and she could tell he was being more distant as they broke up before mm. he went solo and had to do the whole, you know, girl in fedora thing is because she was solo. It was Britney, bitch. Yeah. And he was still just like, ugh, having to be with his so pimp crew of chuckleheads of Joy Fatone and Lance Bass and he's like wait no like I need to be solo you know one of the other sort of takeaways that I had about Britney was like to me the sort of biggest element of misogyny because I, I do think she over indexes on this like everyone thought I cheated on him thing and I know maybe you bought that as we discussed earlier I mean I did but, but it I... wasn't I... let me just look <laughs> to the record <laughs> 
I did buy it, but it wasn't. I didn't think about it every day of sophomore <laughs> year. Okay. 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 All right. Because <laughs> I just, it, that never entered into my mind as like a thing to cast judgment on either of them. Like I was mm. just like, this doesn't affect my view of them as artists at all. You're solo poly. Thank you. you. Were born I, was, that way. I, I was born that way. I was born solo poly with all my favorite pop artists. And I don't necessarily think that like, there was such a sexist, like, hatred towards Britney and not Justin because she cheated on him. No, I think there was like, a sexist hatred because people, like, hate seeing, like, a sexy woman as much as they love it. I think, A, there's that. B, because they're, like, so upset about their own sexuality because we're also Puritan. But B, I think that there was, like, people always disrespected her music and it's saw pop. it as bubblegum pop and saw it as like shitty and like, you know, not sophisticated. Whereas like Justin's first album was like critically yes. lauded. And Justin's first album is great. It is amazing. But so was Britney's music. So is every album that Britney has come out yeah. with. Yeah. I remember like all the indie people that yeah. I knew in high school were like, they would be like, oh, like Britney sucks, but like all is not justified. Yeah. And like girls had crushes on him that were like alt. Yeah. Like it became this accepted thing to be like, uh, actually, Pitchfork, like, Justified is, like, 8.9. And I think the Pitchfork of all is something that is, like, not really, like, uh, articulated in this book, but I think is definitely an element that is probably simmering beneath and, like, contributing to her deep frustration around the breakup. Because she keeps mentioning all these things where she's like, and when I saw Justin at the VMAs, like, he was doing so well and he was yeah. dancing with Nelly Furtado and having so much fun. How fun must that and be a, to dance with Nelly, Nelly Furtado? And a girl in the audience arched her back at him. And I'm like, this is getting so specific and you're, that like, really so holding on to this and pissed about it. And she's crying backstage. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, that sucks to see your ex, like, when they're doing well. Thriving. And you're like, uh, like, I'm going through a divorce and a custody battle, like, while trying to perform this number. And, like, this was the infamous VMAs where Britney, like, came out and, like, kind of just, like, didn't perform Gimme More. And she kind of was, like, walking around on stage and left. And it was weird. She talks about that song a lot. And Gimme More is definitely one of my all-time favorites. And she says it's one of her favorite songs, but it's her least favorite video. I love when she's like, I'll admit, that video is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we shot it literally on a phone at like a dark bar. Like, it makes no sense. I was in a weird place. Like, that video is crazy bad. And I watched that video last night. And like, that video is honestly still 10 times dancing. But it's what Taylor is trying to do in some of her songs in the eras. She literally is just being bowler. Oh, chair yeah. <laughs> pointing dancing. No, I know. Even at Britney's absolute worst, the choreo knocks Taylor out of the water. Sorry, but we also it's it. that same thing of like a woman putting on a hat, like a fedora or a bowler or a top hat, and being like, "I'm sexy," but it's slightly old timey. Yeah, it's a raised eyebrow. I mean, a bowler. Like, if you can't raise one eyebrow, put on a bowler because it <laughs> sort of like metaphorically raises we'll give your you eyebrow. The, the raised eye. Okay, we have to go to segments. We have to do segments. You guys, don't worry. We're gonna keep on talking about this. We have a lot more to cover. We haven't even talked about Mariah Carey. We haven't talked more about K-Fed. Or her watching Mona Lisa smile well, before she gets married to her childhood friend in Las Vegas. Celebrity Book Club. Hit me segments one more time. How does she live? How does she eat? What does she wear? Okay, how does she live? Let's just say it. Hi, bed. Highest bed. The bedroom is carpeted. When she talks about seen... her princess bed that she has in her New York apartment. 
when she lives in NoHo. <laughs> so cool of her. Okay, wait. Did you remember the scene where she talks about, like the one time she went out to a nightclub when she lived in New York and she was like, there were these red walls and it was underground and I smoked a joint? <laughs> and she was like, y'all, I hate pot smoke. I even hate being around it. I think it was Submercer. Oh my God, Submercer. Isn't that so that That's era? so like... 2003 red walls you have yeah. to like walk down a few stairs and it's beneath the mercer hotel like it was just so celeb coded i really think i that's definitely where she was. never went to submercer but i remember like i feel like you and daniel being like oh yeah we went to a party at submercer yeah sorry i went to parties me submercer, and submercer. <laughs> it was actually really awesome it was pretty cool we saw steven dorf <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right now, as we can see in her insane Instagrams, like, she still is in kind of this Calabasas, like, crazy prison where there's, like, one couch, but it seems like there's nothing else. I like the point in the book where she talks about when she's redoing the house. Oh, the marble. Yeah. Yeah, if I may just read this quickly. So this is, like, right after her pregnancy, and, like, this is when everything starts to go downhill, and, like, she's being so, like... But she's feeling really rich, and is like, yeah. She's feeling definitely very rich. I'm married, I have kids, let's, like, make this house. For us, it was a dream house. There was a slide that went into the pool. There was a sandbox full of toys so the kids could build sandcastles. We had a miniature playhouse with steps and a ladder and a miniature porch, and we just kept adding to it. I didn't like the wooden floor, so I added marble everywhere. And of course, it had to be white marble. The interior designer was completely against it. He said, marble floors are super slippery and hard if you fall down. I want marble, I shouted. I need marble. It was my home and my nest. It was fucking beautiful. But I think I knew that then I'd become weird. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't really be like, okay, I became like an insane celebrity (laughs) screaming at an interior designer. No, it's like, that's the turning point. It got weird. (laughs) It fully got weird. I'm screaming. I need white marble. (laughs) (laughs) On like every surface, too. So, like, she's still living in this crazy, yeah, Calabasas place and everything. It's so mahogany. There's also this scene when she's talking about how her dad, when her dad is being so evil and, like, taking over her finances, she has this bowl of receipts. And she says it's sitting on her office slash bar. And to me, that was so mahogany coded. Oh, okay. You know what it was also reminding me of? Our dear friend McCall's house. And Which is also, like, no, so, no, like, redwood mahogany. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, high, high redwood mahogany, dark granite oh, bar. Oh, like, Yes unused wet bar in this like den office and i feel like the wet bar is so like crowded so she has her bowl of receipts and she also does this thing that's so funny like in hot girl of her to call things nerdy that like aren't yeah she doesn't really know what like that means so she was like y'all i was such a nerd i kept my receipts in a bowl no that is defining (laughs) hot girl to call something nerdy that's just not nerdy you're just like that's just plain and simple, not nerdy. It's kind of just like, it's a little like home goodsy to be like, I'll put my receipts in like a pewter bowl as opposed to like put them in an envelope or whatever. It's I like don't if know. if you're nerdy, you're so folders. If you're nerdy, you're like scanning receipts. Yeah. And like texting like your accountant. Like, iconically like not pretty like hot girl to have like a bowl of receipts. No. And, and then, you're walking in from the club and like, Throwing a receipt for like Red Bull <laughs> and rums. <laughs> okay, let's get receipt bowls. Oh, I can't wait to get a receipt bowl. <laughs> let's go receipt bowls shopping. Post your receipt bowls. In the comments. <laughs> okay, 
What does she wear? Well, if I may. Wait, the part where she says she has bad style. She literally, one of the best lines ever. She goes, y'all, I'm a bad dresser and I know that and I'm working on it. (laughs) Plain and simple. She's just like, I know my style is like flares, turned over, cropped fedoras and like a weird bra. Because she's still, I mean, so basically the woman in me is a metaphor for the woman that was suppressed by her conservatorship and how her family basically infantilized her and forced her back into this childlike state by removing her ability to live life, to drive a car, to spend her own money, to drink alcohol, to date who she wanted, to literally do anything. And so she became this like little girl again and was like so terrified of interacting socially and like was just a robot about her work. Well, she says also, which makes so much sense of the return when she, her freedom, which is the return to being a baby. And she calls herself Benjamin Button many times. Yeah, that, throughout that's this coming up book, a lot is the Benjamin Button reference. Which makes a lot of sense because it's the classic celebrity thing where you get stuck emotionally at the age where you became famous. And I think for her, she's stuck she in- She even reverse Because I think she gets stuck at the age, you know, where she really became like super famous, like early 2000s. And when she was so fedora and then she starts to regress. And now that she's becoming a woman again, she's kind of going back to fedora. Fedora, but she's also going back to baby because she's like, you guys might wonder why I'm always like not wearing clothes on my Instagram. And she's like, I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't like eat how I wanted to. She's like, I literally have my body back. So I am showing off. That's why I'm like posting myself nude on Instagram. It's her body again. Yeah. So her style now is just nude. Yeah. Naked baby. Naked baby. It's like a (laughs) naked baby running being like, I have arms and abs. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's exploring. And that's And then because she is like baby at the beach, because like I feel like she's always posting herself like painting and wearing shorts and then just like taking off the shorts and then running. It's playroom vibes. She's very playroom. And then I think that maybe leads us to what does she She eat? eat, Which is like still a little bit unclear. And like, I mean, she was the original hot girl. Like, I'm trashy. I'm getting Doritos and Pringles and soda. And like, there's so many famous, like, gas station. There's so many gas station runs where she's like buying parliaments and barefoot. And I do feel like she stopped smoking Virginia Slims in her like K Fed era and was being more parliaments. Yes. Which is more like appropriate hot girl. Right, to be like receipt bowl parliament. You're putting the receipt, <laughs> the receipt for the parliaments in the receipt bowl. I think like she is so like y'all were getting like Pizza Hut stuff. Yeah, breakfast crust. burrito from Sonic. Like sometimes it's not even being Taco Bell girl. She's like y'all like the Seven Eleven on like this block has such amazing like. I, do, I also think every guy that she's dated is so supplements. And it's like every single guy. Like her, I feel like we need to get into supplements in the next episode because it's like she's always being caught with supplements. Yeah, she's literally being caught with like athletic greens. And <laughs> yeah. her dad is like putting her in a mental hospital and beating her for having AG1. If only they found my house, yeah. <laughs> what they would do to me. <laughs> so I think that like now she's free to have supplements. Like I think her ex-husband she, maybe left a lot of tons of supplements. supplements I think she's having like she's Stanley Cup. I think she's the hugest smoothie with like banana and pineapple. And it's like it's is Jamba. This, she's Jamba juice. Yeah. There's still a lot of sugar. Definitely. It's like Jamba huge weird salad with cranberries in it (laughs) and then then, like sonic for dinner no yeah she's very like the chili's like school of salads yeah it's like it's apples apples gorgonzola feta goat cheese balsamic i like forgot about gorgonzola as a cheese (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it's only ever in like an insane pecan cranberry salad. It shouldn't be anywhere else. All right. Um, um, who are you, are you in the, the book? book? <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Are you? Are you Faye? You're such a loyal friend. Miss Fee? Yeah. And are you Cade? We're just like, yeah, maybe like I'm Miss Fee. I'm her gay manager. I just like think it's fucked up that there's all these people like Jason Trawick and we'll get to him in part two of this episode but how he right. was literally her, her dad's so, co-conservator and she's, like, and she's been like but he did a good job and like we were married but like he did an amazing job being my co-conservator and you're like what? You're like babe what? Like you're just he was saying, your co-conservator why wasn't he fighting you out of that? Because at least Sam like he he, like he did a great job like preventing me from driving oh <laughs> like yeah he gave me some really good canned vegetables yeah. <laughs> fought for me to get my Cancun week um, She's I still a little Stockholm Syndrome about that one. I think you are. Am I Paris Hilton when they go to Vegas? And she's just yes. mean like, girl, we're like running we're through this no, casino and doing shots. Let's do this. And she's, you're like, literally have fun. And I feel like Brittany's like, oh, no, but I can't. You're like, you literally can. Because okay, you raise women up. I like raise that. women up. I also kind of like wish, I hope to be the Madonna in this book when they do the Me Against the Music shoot. And she's like, Madonna was actually like telling everyone what to do. Well, that's also you because then I'm Brittany in that moment where I'm like, <laughs> wait, I didn't realize we could like ask for lattes. I right. thought we just had to have like the crude Dunkin' right. coffee. This is <laughs> you asking Valerie Ballroom for, for water or seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're all learning to be more assertive. Yes, I've learned so much since that writer. All right. Wow. I wow, give, you guys. I, I mean, we'll get into this more in part two, but... Ooh, should we not even rate the book? Is that crazy? To the end of part two? Yeah, I'm going to save my rating. I'm saving it. Wait for it. Tune in next week. Next Clubberinos. week, Clubberinos. Um, we are going to talk about... We're going to talk more about Vegas. We're going to talk about her other marriages. The We're Onyx talk Hotel about... tour. Yes, her like her quickie Vegas marriage. Let's talk about the Will I Am song. How Let's... big of a bitch Jamie Lynn is. We're going to talk about why Kevin wanted custody. Her Adderall addiction, which yes. she does cop to. When she does a 360... In a car. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about how her mother's best friends with the Louisiana governor. Okay. See you guys next week. See you soon. Best. This episode of Celebrity Book Club with Stephen and Lily was executive produced by Christina Everett. It was produced by Darby Masters. Supervising producer is Abu Zafar, and he recorded us at his Los Angeles home. Our theme song was mixed by Max Martin, and it was written by Stephen Phillips Horst. I found this artist a few years ago when I was allowed my phone back, and I got on Instagram, and I found this really trippy artist. I love creative people. Anyway, his name is Teddy Blanks. He did our image... He did the image work. The image the, work. For the cover of our podcast, which was so important. And when they tell you that artists' visuals don't matter, they're wrong. Our podcast, we used to be on this record label that we originally co-created the podcast with. That's Prologue Projects. That was down in Destin, Florida. Yeah, Destin, Florida. And um, if you want more information about us or... You know, you want to hear more of the of the pot. We do extra episodes all the time on Friday. So you head over to patreon.com slash cbc the pod. And well, you're liable to just laugh your little tits off. 
Don't forget us. Uh, we have so much fun on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So CBC follow the pod. Oh, yeah, it's so fun over there. I love fun. it. Real fun. All right, y'all. Be safe. Stay blessed. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.